Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. And once again, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. We are going to deal with a wonderful message, a book that I wrote many years ago, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. This is part four. It will bless you, and I mean that sincerely. We'll be exploring the characters of Christmas in a whole new way, in a way you've never seen it before. This is part four. We've done part one, part two, part three. Now this is part four. We're going to learn about Mary, the mother of Jesus, more than just the virgin birth. Boy, this was a strong girl, 15-year-old virgin girl. Whoo, you talk about strong, uh, you're going to be blessed. Call a friend, tell them to turn that television on. This is part four of this wonderful message entitled The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Watch. Luke chapter 1, I want to start reading with verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin. Everybody say virgin. Espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. Everybody say Joseph. Of the house of David, so the lineage. And the virgin name was Mary. Notice this. The Gospels always put Joseph first. I'm going to tell you why. See, because see, women wasn't much. Women were just sexual objects to be conquered. You see what I'm saying? Men, I mean, it was, not, it was a man's world. And a lot of times still is. And sad to say, it shouldn't be, but it is. Now watch this. Keep reading with me. Verse, I'm going to read verse 27 again. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. So it tells you the lineage of Joseph, but it doesn't tell you the lineage of Mary. They didn't think it was that important. But wait till I finish this sermon. You will find out how important a woman really is. And the angel came into, unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. If you've got a pencil, underline that in your Bible. The Lord is with thee. He didn't say the Lord is coming to thee. He said the Lord is with thee. See, the Lord was with her before the angel ever said, Hail Mary. Think about that. He said the Lord is with thee. He hollered, it's, in other words, the favor was already recognized before she received the announcement of birth. She had a track record of loving God and loving what God said. Keep reading with me here. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind, what man of salutation this should be? In other words, don't this angel know I'm a woman? A woman? Men don't look at women other than as cooks, sexual objects. Why is this? Why would you call me highly favored? See, God was calling those things that be not as though they were. Actually talking about today as I preach about her today. Watch this. Verse 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Watch this. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob or the house of Israel forever. And of his, of his kingdom there shall be no end. So now the angel's prophesying way into our future. Because there is no end to Christianity. Amen. There is an end to Islam. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. There is an end to Buddhist. Or Buddhism. How do you say Buddhist, Buddhism? God, watch how you say that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to say that word. You know, 
But to Christianity, to Christ, there's no end. That's not a shot against Islam. That's not a shot against other religions. Uh-uh. This is God called, God sent. You see what I'm saying? Woo, Lord. Some people would disagree with that, but I'm the one got the microphone, so keep listening. <laughs> then said Mary unto the angel, verse 34, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Now that's a woman going to ask questions. Now watch this. I want to go down to verse 39. And Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste. There was a reason why she was running. Into a city of Judah. And entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. See, spiritual people understand spiritual people. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. So John's filled with his mama. Filled inside of his mama and his mama too. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, now watch this. This is Elizabeth, who is an older woman. So God is elevating women. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me? This is an amazing verse, 43. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Elizabeth understands this. She calls Mary the mother of her Lord. Hmm. It's amazing. Why would God, there's only three people that know this other than the angels. That's Joseph and brother. God had to really deal with him about it. He didn't have to deal hard with Mary. She said, let it be even if you said. And, she, and he didn't have to deal hard with Elizabeth. So I'm saying this, women listen better than men. Shout ladies, I just set you free. God sees that. Verse 45, and blessed is she that believe, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Now, Mary begins to sing a song. My God, it's just such a blessing. I want to go back and to back to Hail Mary, and that's verse uh, 28. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, that thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Now, Notice this, she had favor before the proclamation. So write this down if you don't mind. This is point one. Mary, number one, Mary has restored honor to women. Mary has restored honor to women. The faithlessness of Eve, who was the mother of all living, brought us to sin and death. The faith of Mary brought us a savior from sin and death. Notice it took a woman to get us in the sand, even though Adam had sinned. And it took a woman to give us the key to unlock sin from us. Let me say it again. Mary has restored honor to women. The faithlessness of Eve brought us to sin and death. The faith of Mary brought us to a savior from sin and death. So in other words, you don't have a sin problem anymore. And it started out with Mary. Because she actually had to take, she, she was in fear of her life all the days of her life. She could not say that she was a, that she had a baby and she was a virgin. She couldn't say that. The only one she could talk that to was Elizabeth who had a mind to believe God and Joseph who got a directive from, the, from an angel to believe God. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? 
Write this down. Mary has a divine secret. She knew he belonged to the world and not to her. He was the son of God, not the son of Mary. She had a divine secret. Now you know why the Gospels, the epistles, never talked about the virgin birth. There was a reason for that. Joseph had to protect Mary. He had to protect her. Notice this. And even after, and Mary was at the day of Pentecost. So the only two people that really had information concerning this great miracle was Joseph and Mary. By that time, Elizabeth had passed and Joseph had passed at the day of Pentecost. So they began to receive him, but they were not allowed to speak that because God told the disciples or the apostles to go and preach what you have seen or what you have known or seen. They did not know that. They had to believe that like we do. See what I'm saying? So that's why you, 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 you don't see any of that in the Pauline revelation. Because you see, they were sent to preach revelation about Jesus, not about Mary. That's not a shot against Mary. She's the mother of, all, uh, the mother of God. But to protect her. Now I'm going to give you a little hint for next week. Jesus was troubled from the day he hit the ground. Pure trouble. He caused all kind of trouble in his family. He wasn't born hardly any. My God, Herod was looking to kill Joseph, Mary, and the baby. Everywhere Jesus came, he caused trouble. He shook up things. Think about that. Now, that's for next week, but I just thought I'd throw that in you. I mean, his family did not like him. Even his mother joined the brothers and sisters against him at one time. And he says, where's my mother? Who's my mother? Who's my father? I'm going to get to this a little later. Ladies, you're not going to like this statement. There's a separation coming from you and your children. Whether you like it or not, you'll always still be their mother, but there's a separation coming. You see what I'm saying? But I'll deal with that in just a minute. Let me say this again. Mary has a divine secret. She's pregnant. Now, who would believe her if she said, I was, I was pregnated by God Almighty. You would say, well, what's his name? Who is he? You see what I'm saying? Because it's unbelievable and it's impossible, but it's doable. And the, and, the, and the angel says, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. Now notice this. So when Mary has a divine secret, she runs and she spends three months with Elizabeth. And they're rejoicing over what's in Elizabeth's womb and what's in Mary's womb. A forerunner and the runner. You see what I'm saying? And Elizabeth immediately knows that what's in Mary's womb is her Lord and Savior. Zacharias don't know that. And he's a high priest. Why? Because no man has ever carried life so it would form to the point of birthing a child. You see, we have life in us. We have what we call seed. A woman has what we call cradle, where it doesn't work unless this cradle is perfect. Do you see what I'm saying here? So when you understand she had a divine secret, she couldn't tell anybody because they'd kill her. Joseph didn't say nothing about it because it killed him and killed her. They'd say, you are, but you're hiding, and they would use terrible names about Mary. But thank God, that the church today does not despise Mary. 
Now, there's a, if you've been Catholic, no, and I, and I, don't get mad at me, I'm about ready to say that. If you've been Catholic, you have been taught to pray a prayer about Mary. Now, I will say this. I don't believe you need to pray to any saint or to pray to Mary who is a wonderful person. Why would you want to talk to a lieutenant when you can talk to the general? And I'm not being derogatory toward the lieutenants, toward the saints, toward the mother of God, or even the angels of God. The angels won't even allow you to do that. If you, notice when they bow down, an angel comes there by, he said, stand up. So why, I mean, if you can come boldly to the throne of grace with a petition and supplication with thank you, why don't you just go into God's presence? Why do you think, well, he won't turn me down if his mother asks that I do? So we know, we know the Hail Mary prayer, if you've been raised correctly, Hail Mary, full of grace. Now, I believe that she was full of grace. To believe that you could be pregnant without a man takes great grace. So that, that, that part's right. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Not only is the Lord with thee, the Lord is in thee. Watch this. So that's true too. Blessed art thou among women. Well, that, that, that's scriptural. That's true too. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Now, that's all true. In other words, what God is saying is everything that the church told you to pray, not to Mary, but about Mary, is true. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now. And at the hour of our death. Now, that's the part we got to think about. Okay? Now, did your mother pray for you when she was living? What makes you think your mother can't pray for you in heaven? My mama's in heaven. I know my mama's asking God, watch over that boy. <laughs> my mama ain't going to let God alone. You take care of that boy. That's my boy. Why do you think when people go to heaven, they quit praying? Why couldn't they pray for us? Now, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just, I want to open your mind to some thinking here. Why can't they pray for you? Why can't they suggest God do something for you? Let me ask you this. If you was in heaven and you saw your boy messing up, or you, would, you be, would you go to God and say, Lord, uh, Jesus, can you kind of help my boy out? Now, I'm not saying pray to Mary. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is all that prayer is true. So why can't she pray? If she prayed here, why can't she pray there? Don't shout me down when I'm preaching. You can tell when it hits. People get quiet. Get a little itchy. Because for 2,000 years, the Protestant church didn't look at her. The Catholic church made a mistake and elevated her to the level of Christ, and that cannot be. Because see, even Jesus separated himself from her. He didn't leave her. She was there at his birth. She was there at his death. He said, John, you take care of my mama. But she tried to get involved twice into his ministry and he shut her down. Once when he was 12 years old. That was the beginning of the separation. Woman, you know I'm about my father's business. He didn't say, woman, I'm about my father's ministry. Why did he say business? He's talking to Jews who's running a temple. 
who's doing wrong things with the money changers. He said, you want to talk about business? I'll show you how to run this place. Plus, he asked, asked them questions, and they asked him questions. He did ministry things in terms of, he answered, you know, biblical things, but he had business on his mind. You see, I don't care how anointed you are. If you're not operating God's church as a business, you are awaiting bankruptcy. Because it is a business. It is an organization. And it must be run properly. That's why there's a board of directors. So Mary had a divine secret. She knew he belonged to the world and not to her. That's why that prophet said there is going to be, uh, that, that, there's going to be a sword that's going to pierce your heart. And not only did it happen at the crucifixion, it happened in other areas of his earthly ministry. Because wouldn't that make you mad if somebody says your mama's outside? Who's my mother? Who's my brother? Boy, I carried you for nine months in my body. Your daddy didn't want you, but I saved your life. Don't you talk to me like that, boy. Don't that sound normal? But he said that because you see, he had to walk his ministry alone. But Mary wanted to be with him every way. And who wouldn't be? That doesn't mean he dishonored her. He let her know. Remember you've been pondering these things in your heart all this time? This is some of the pondering you need to understand. That's why she said, turn the water into water. He said, woman, it's not my time. Now, you know, that statement right there has caused more trouble. And she looked at the guy and said, just do whatever he tell you. She was hoping it's going to work. And all he wanted to do was go to a party and have a nice time. But mama messed it up. You see what I'm saying? He was letting her know some things. That yes, I'll always be your son. But I've been sent here as the son of God. The son of man. Write this down. No great cause succeeds. No great cause succeeds without women. She was the chosen woman of the chosen race. God chose the Jews, but he chose Mary. No great cause ever succeeds without women. Isn't that so true? As I said, God sees how women listen. They really do. He used Mary and she restored honor to women. Remember, Eve's unfaithfulness brought us to sin and death. Mary's faithfulness brought us the Savior and freed us from sin and death. Now, that's amazing to me. One little 15-year-old girl showed us how to get out of sin by saying, I accept what you say. See, Merrick's character was more important to God than just sexuality. He, he was looking for great faith in an individual to make his plan come to pass. Think about that. Hail Mary, full of grace. Whoa, Lord, you found favor with God. So I believe this message has stirred up your heart for God. I know that the Christmas holidays can sometimes be difficult for people. I understand that. Maybe you've lost a loved one or you're fighting a battle of some kind, but Jesus is the answer. He really is. And at this time, it seems like you can get your prayers answered quicker. Can I pray for you right now? Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to bless people today, spiritually, physically, financially. Make them understand, Lord Jesus, that you have nothing against people. You just want to save them. You want to reach out to them. Save people, heal people, help people in every which way, shape, or form. I thank you for it. I believe you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 
I tell you what, Mary was something. Huh? You know, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. Sometimes, uh, you know, Protestant people, and I, and I, I was Christian and confirmed a Catholic, and, uh, but I'm a Protestant minister. But a lot of times they, they kind of talk down on Mary a little bit. They talk more about the Apostle Paul or something. I love the Apostle Paul. But, you know, Mary is the mother of Jesus Christ, man. And there's nobody like a mama, huh? I'll tell you one thing, son. Mamas are, are something. And women are literally controlling the world. They say, no, they're not. Yes, they are. I mean, they control that household. And out of that household comes what we learn in life. My mother taught me way more than my father did. And I'm not being uh, derogatory toward my dad, but that's just the way it was because mama was there. Hallelujah. Thank God that God used Mary. Kathy's coming right now with some glorious moments. You're going to be blessed. Kathy, take it away and bless the people and bless me. Welcome to Glorious Moments. Christmas is a celebration of the glorious life that Jesus Christ came to give to the world. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8 through 14 in the Message Bible says it so beautifully. It says, He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans He took such delight in making. He set it out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in Him, everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet Earth. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us and, ha and had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose He is working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you once heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This down payment from God is the first installment on what's coming, a reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. I love that passage of scripture. This testimony is from a precious partner that is experiencing the glorious life that Jesus came to give to the world says, thank you for sharing your faith with us. I want to let you know that years ago, I was a sad, lost person. I turned on the television and saw one of your sermons for the first time. It brought me joy and enlightenment. I was raised in church from the time I was very little. I never heard a sermon quite like yours. From the day I heard that first sermon of yours until this day, I consider you and your family an amazing blessing in my life. See you in the kingdom of God. Jesse and our entire staff pray that you and your loved ones will experience a wonderful, merry, and glorious Christmas this season. God bless you. Get fired up with who you really are and take the time to get in His presence and be filled with His glory. God has opened up the door, girls, and we need to walk through it. Kathy Duplantis' Glorious, a conference for women. Register online at jdm.org. Are you ready to experience the Christmas story like never before? In his book, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Jesse Duplantis delivers an insightful, fresh look at the manger and beyond. You'll be inspired to have a higher life of faith as he explores the mysterious ways God moves. Get ready to elevate your character with the characters of Christmas. The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Uncommon lessons from the Christmas story. Order your copy at JDM.org today. Ladies and gentlemen, our December product offer, I hope you order this today. It'd make a great Christmas gift, the most wonderful time of the year for yourself and maybe for a friend. The shows you've been watching are, 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 are designed by this book. 
has some great insights and revelations that God gave me to share. It looks at the Christmas story from a totally different perspective. This book will bring you great joy any time of the year. And I don't mind offering it during the year. I, all the time. It don't have to be for Christmas. How do I get it, Brother Jesse? You go to JDM.org for all the ordering information. It will bless you. It's a totally different look from the Christmas story. And so many people that bought it and read it said, wow, man, I never saw that before. Think about that, man. It will bless you. Partners, thank you. And Merry Christmas to you, too. Y'all have been so wonderful and kind. You know, I think of you as my gift that God gave you to help me preach this gospel. We're doing this together. You know, I told a partner of mine, everywhere I go, I bring you with me. I'm not by myself out there. Everyone that supports this ministry, I bring you with me. Every person that saved, every person that healed, you have a part in that because it couldn't happen without you. Your faithful financial support has been so greatly appreciated over all these years. And you know what? People say, when you're going to retire, you know, I'm 74 at the time that you're seeing this. And I want to tell you something, son. I mean, there's no retirement on the books. God's giving me more projects to do and more things to do. It's just the most amazing thing. And I have the energy to do it. You know, God said, I got a, you got a $20 million donor coming. You believe that because you got a $20 million project. Everything we've ever done in this ministry, we've done it debt free. Why? I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. I say that all the time. People behind the camera said, I've heard it thousands of times. Well, it's the truth. I do trust you. And trust is a wonderful gift. So thank you once again, partners. As you sow your seed today, believe for the hundredfold. Keep the faith and watch God do a miracle in your life, spiritually, physically, and financially. Don't miss next week. It's the last part of this series, part five of the most wonderful time of the year, and the subject will be Jesus. Whoo, man, we have went through some different characters in this Christmas story. But next week, we'll be talking about Jesus, our King of kings and Lord of lords. We love you. Merry Christmas to you. And we'll see you very soon. God bless you. Bye-bye. For our December partner offer, we have a great message. Listen to this. The idea of God needs to be altered. See, the Bible said that the Word was made flesh. We've been taught our flesh is bad. Well, if it's so bad, why was God made flesh? This message is going to show you a whole different view of God. And that's going to give you a different view of yourself. Go to JDM.org to order your copy today. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. Download the free JDM app with Spanish and English content. You'll have instant access to Jesse and Kathy's anointed messages. Watch our weekly TV program. Hit the Bible tab. Many chapters include media related to what you're reading. Watch live events and chat with others. Download audio messages for on-the-go listening. And giving is available with just a few easy steps. Download the JDM app today. Because he was born, we live forever. Eternity was in that manger. Let me say it again. The idea of Jesus is the illumination. Everybody say illumination. 
and inspiration of existence. The reason why I exist, because of Him. Think about that. Because you had nothing to look forward to at all until He was born. 